Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. everybody and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and business development manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I am so excited to welcome you to today's show. Okay, today's topic, we are talking about growing your business. However, today that means out with the Rolodex and in with a CRM. What is a CRM? If you're not familiar with the term, we're all the details about what a CRM is today and also why it's important and how to choose the best CRM for your business. Our best-selling author and keynote speaker, Diane Darling, will be joining us and she'll be sharing us, sharing with us why the CRM is all about managing your connections today. And be sure to stick around for our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. I'll be sharing that after my talk with Diane. You don't want to miss that. It's all about the power of video and why video is so important in today's world to grow and scale your business and why it's a must-have digital tool in your arsenal. Okay, before we get started with today's talk and I bring in our very special guest, I want to share that all of this valuable information today is brought to you by Engage. If you're not familiar with Engage, Engage is a suite of 25 plus free forever sales, marketing, and support tools that are all aimed to help you grow and scale your business. Now, very important when it comes to growing and scaling your business it's about standing out from your competitors. And I think you'll agree that in today's competitive marketplace, you stand out by providing the best customer experience. And that is where Engage can help you stand out among your competitors. If you optimize the customer experience, you stand out, you get ahead. Well, how do you do that? First of all, let me start by saying happy customers buy more. They convert faster, they return less, and they remain loyal. So how do you provide your customers with the best possible customer experience? Well, first, you make it convenient for them to communicate with you, right? And then second, you give them reasons to build trust with you and your business. That is where Engage comes into play. We give you tools to help engage your customers where they are, which could be on their website, your website or through social media on their mobile apps and their mobile phones. And we also give you tools to help build trust. And you can do that by personalizing your engagement with your customers and especially providing recommendations that are personalized to them as well. When you do that, you give them that feeling that you care about their needs, you know what they want, and in essence, that's how you develop trust. So after our show, I invite you to check out Engage.com. That is where you can find all of our free forever tools 
that can help you optimize your customer experience. So go to www.engage.com after today's show and check it out. Free forever, no locks, no upgrades, no matter how big your business grows and how fast you scale. That's what it's all about. Okay, without further ado, it is time for me to introduce today's special guest. Our guest today is Diane Darling, and she's joining us from Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. Diane Darling is the author of the Networking Survival Guide. It has been published by McGraw-Hill in nine different languages, and she is a speaker who really enjoys sharing all of her wisdom on networking, communication skills, and also public speaking. She has presented to the Harvard Business School, MD Anderson Cancer Center, just to name a few. And she was also the commencement speaker at an MIT charm school. An avid traveler, Diane has traveled to over, and I'm so jealous, 60 countries on all seven continents. So I think it's safe to say that networking is her passion. And for someone who once probably relied on a mega-sized Rolodex back in the day to manage all of her global connections, she is the perfect guest expert to share with us why today it's out with the Rolodex and in with a CRM to manage your network to grow and scale profitably. Please join us, drop in the conversation. If you have any questions for Diane, you can leave them in the comment section during our interactive talk. And I'm broadcasting live from Minnesota. I mentioned Diane is in Boston, Massachusetts. We are a global show, so let us know where you're joining us from today. Without further ado, Diane, welcome. So We're so excited to have you on today's show. So thank you for joining us. I'm delighted to be here. I know that uh, you had a meeting scheduled before the show. You got a speaking engagement after the show. You're, you're kind of a highly wanted woman. I'm so glad you were able to make time to speak with us today. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I've been doing a series on Tuesdays called The Virtual Cafe, and today's my my last speaker for the summer. So we're going to be talking, and I'll put the link if anybody wants to join us, but it, it's going to be talking about how to keep your employees engaged and you know what, what it takes to get into the ultimate engagement, which is on the Fortune 100 list. But we're going to talk about what companies can do right now. So Great. yeah, that'll be fun. But I'm happy to be here. I love talking about CRMs. I've had one. I've had, I have no idea how many CRM frogs I've kissed. I've kissed lots of them, but I probably have been using CRMs for 20 years. So. Well, then you're the perfect guest expert today to share all of your insights with us. And I think that's a great idea. After today's show, I'll have you leave the link in the comment section for your talk later today. And that way our audience can join you there as well. And and learn a whole different side of the things that you love to share your insights upon. So that's awesome. And I see we're already starting to get some comments coming in. Oh, wonderful. Larry is joining us today from San Sao Paulo. I don't know. Paulo. Yep. Paulo, Brazil. Larry, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions today on CRMs, please leave that in the comment section and we'd love to answer your questions live. And curiously enough, this is where you know this is global because my book is in Brazilian Portuguese. Wonderful. And we will be sharing the link to get Diane's book at the end of today's show. So you don't want to, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. That's a wonderful gift that Diane is sharing with all of the audience who is tuning in today. Larry, thank you so much for joining the conversation. 
Diane, it's so wonderful to have you. And I would love, even though I gave you a great introduction, I would love for you to share a little bit more about our audience today, uh, about the path that led you to become a global speaker on the topic of networking and people skills. I think what happened, well, it happened, I can still remember, it was a September in, um, and I was in the offices of Deloitte, and somebody said to me, could you do a talk about networking? And I kind of said, well, why would I do that? And they said, well, you're good at it. And I said, okay, but why would, why do people need that? And they said, well, you connect people. And I just assumed everybody else did. And what was interesting was to discover not everybody does take the time out of your day to say, you two need to meet to talk about this job opportunity, or you two need to meet each other because you're looking for money. And this is an angel investor. Um, you two need to connect because, you know, someone's looking for a photographer and David Fox, who just popped on as a photographer. So I think, you know, and I just assumed everybody did this. And maybe it's because I was from a small town for a chunk of my life. And I also lived overseas. So I, people said, how do I do it? And then, you know, what when it goes wrong? What if the person doesn't get back to me? How do I get out of the conversation? So I said, give me your top 10 and I'll, I'll answer that. And then one day about... I don't know, a month or two later, I got a call from the Wall Street Journal saying, I've heard about your workshops. We'd like to do an article on the Wall Street Journal about it. I said, mm -hmm. okay. The article appeared December 4th, 2001. That day, McGraw-Hill called and said, would you write a book? And NBC Nightly News said, can, can we film you for a segment? Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? You hear about success overnight and it wasn't exactly overnight, but very quickly for you, the ball got rolling once you put it out there. I'm on the thought process that you are, or I come from the thought process that you would think that naturally people would connect people if you saw that there was like a mutual interest or, hey, I think you could benefit from knowing this person, but you're right. That might just be something that is natural in our personalities as to why we naturally do that. And other people maybe need a little help with that. Well, and I think it's it's important for us to realize that just because we have a skill that we take for granted, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else has that same skill. So I'm learning how to do, I'm learning how to be more comfortable on video right now. I'm taking some classes on that. And one person said, we were, were being challenged to do little YouTube clips. And one person said, I just don't have any ideas of what to say. I'm like, I would love to not have an idea. I have an idea a second. I'm always firing with ideas. The execution for me is the challenge of taking the time to see it through. Somebody else is like, oh, I got that nailed. I'm like, okay, so this is why we need to find people who are, um, you know, compliments to us as well as just like-minded. I like that. Well, you saying that you're not comfortable on video only makes me more appreciative that you're sharing your time with us and that you're coming on video and challenging yourself. Now, speaking of connections, this is a great example. David Fox just connected with me on LinkedIn uh, yesterday or, or last night. So David, I will accept your connection. And this is so wonderful. He says, Diane is the best. I've known her for well over 25 years. I follow her everywhere. David, be careful. Following her everywhere does kind of borderline on stalker-like behavior. So just be careful on following her everywhere. And telling that you've, we've known each other for 25 years since I'm only 30. Remember that, David? Exactly, David. <laughs> watch out how you word things. That's so great. And Dolly just, just wanted to say hello to both of us and also hello to Engage. So Dolly, she's joining us on Facebook. We have David Larry joining us on LinkedIn Live. Now, 
before we get into the depth and the meat and potatoes of our talk on CRMs, what it is, you know, how to use it, what it allows you to do and how to find the best one. If you're watching this live right now on LinkedIn Live, I do want to ask you to take a moment, share this link with your colleagues, or if you have friends in the business and you think that this conversation might be helpful to them. Because one of the things that Engage is all about is giving you information that is insightful, giving you actionable takeaways that that you can go and actually do and use and practice and share with others. So take a moment, share this link with colleagues. We're about to jump into our talk, but they haven't missed the good stuff yet. So please feel free to share. And in the meantime, David gives us a nice smiley face, by the way, Diane. Awesome. David, thanks so much for watching. Okay, Diane. So you are now a an amazing author, a very well-vetted and uh, much-desired speaker on the topic of networking and how to manage your networks and your connections. What do you find is the most common problem that either your clients or people that you're speaking to have when it comes to managing their connections? They don't know how to start. Um, you know, when, when people will say to me the other day, it happened, you know, I'm trying to figure out this and this and this, and I'm like, well, what's, what CRM do you use? And they said my inbox. And I'm like, that's not a CRM. That's your inbox. Uh, so I think part of it is that they get into paralysis about a decision. So I think that's one place that I think engage can be, you know, a great place for them to start. There's not a significant financial investment at all. Um, and I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, you do need to know how to find the person you want to talk to when you want to talk to them. You don't want to have to go hunting in your phone, in your inbox, in your Facebook, in your LinkedIn. And so it's mm -hmm. important to pull these contacts all in together and then figure out where to go from there. That's a great, great piece of advice. Now, for someone who's tuning in, maybe they've just, they're a startup or an entrepreneur, maybe they've started their own company and it's very much an online-based or a website-based company. Can you explain what exactly a CRM is? What does that stand for, for somebody who's not familiar with well, the term? It technically stands for Customer Relationship Management. I don't think that's really what it is in many cases. I think it's broader. <clears throat> but, you know, it's, you know, I, it's where I have the phone number for, you know, my electrician. It's where I have the phone number for, you know, anybody and everybody. So in my CRM, I try and have every contact ever. The important thing to, to do is to start tagging them or seg bucketing them into buckets that make sense. So are they bucketed by people who've attended your workshop? Are they bucketed by people who are competitors? Are they bucketed by people who are collaborators or referral sources? So I think that's where you can kind of get your, your CRM can give you a view of who do you know and where do they fit into your ecosystem personally or professionally. In wow. sales, you want to have somebody that comes in or, you know, you, you read an article and you think, oh, this person could be an interesting person to contact, but you, but they don't know you, you don't know them. So that's, you know, a lead. And then you understand what the match is and they become a qualified lead. And then you say, <clears throat> you find somebody who knows them. That's the networking piece. You call people and say, hey, I see on LinkedIn, you two are connected. I see on LinkedIn, you may know somebody. I do that an awful lot. 
And then from there, you go ahead and then have it be moving to the next part where you say, here's what I'd like to, to offer you. It is X, Y, and Z, you know, gadget. And that's what it's going to cost you. And then it goes into a sales process. And then it goes into the customer service process. And, you know, some, uh, you know, my speaking engagements are kind of, you know, one, and then I move on to the next one, whereas it's something you're going to have a relationship for many, many years over time. You know, your grocery store, you're never going to stop needing groceries. So customer relationship management. And I want to go ahead and share with the audience if you're listening, I'll read through this for you, but let's share a slide with some of the things that we're going to go over today in regards to a CRM. And one thing that we're going to touch on a lot, and it's the one common branding message with Engage and our platform, which does have a CRM as one of its tools. That message is that happy customers buy more, they convert faster, they return less, and they remain loyal. If you are just starting a startup or you're an entrepreneur and you have an idea for a business, obviously you want the happy customers, right? But this is also going to come into play if you're a company that has been around for decades, right? So this is a continuation, a thread that is going to be consistent no matter what business, where the, the business is located, how big the business is. And then, of course, a CRM, we believe, and Diane, I think, agrees with us, a CRM is key to generating and keeping happy customers. Now, we're going to get into this talk now with Diane. We're going to talk about why a CRM is the key. And we're going to share that is because, and as Diane mentioned, segmentation is very important, but it's because a CRM allows you to personalize communications and product recommendations. It allows you to segment customers for more effective sales campaigns save time by automating campaigns, respond to customers in context, regardless of how they're reaching out to you. And I'm excited to talk about that. And also collect pipeline and sales metrics for planning and forecasting. So we'll touch on a few of those things now. And then what we're going to talk about after that is when it comes to selecting a CRM, some of the things to consider. So we'll get into that in just a moment. But for right now, Diane, let's talk about a CRM and how we can use it, and you touched on this right away, to personalize our communications with people. What are some things we can do when we're using our CRM, we're inputting our contacts to segment people in a way that allows us to personalize or save information in a way that allows us to personalize. How can we do that? What are some examples of things we can, you can do? Use, I mean, you can use t job titles. So for example, this afternoon, you know, the, this afternoon I'm gonna be doing this thing on employee engagement. So I went to look for people's titles in LinkedIn. You know, do, do they, are they focused on employee engagement? For that reason, that would be somebody who would be very interesting to see if, um, you know, if they would want to be interested in your, you know, th this talk. So, you know, I went to LinkedIn, I tagged a couple people. I actually just got a message from a woman saying, don't tag me. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's like, really, you know, I mean, so what, what, what's interesting is, is I will go to a C my CRM and I will make a note saying, you know, do not call, call which is fine, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's, I would also not refer any business to her. You know, I would I would be hesitant to think, you know, if she's going to get, you know, kind of upset that, you know, hey, I said, here's something you might be interested in. That to me, you know, whereas it went to hundreds of other people who didn't care. 
you know, that's an interesting thing for me to know. So she self-selects out. So, you know, but I then, but, but my CRM can then let me know, you know, to tag that person as that, who that is. And I think in some cases, it's just as good to know who doesn't want to do business with you as who does, because it makes space for the people who are really there for you. That was my first thought when you just shared that. That saves you time um, if people self-select out and you make a note of it. And that also saves you the embarrassment of maybe her, you know, ruining or making a bad impression on a a business referral that you're sending her way. So I think that can work for you in, in, in more ways than one. I have a question, a quick hello from Omar, who's tuning in. Omar, let us know where you're watching from. He is watching from Facebook. Let us know where you live. And Larry, Larry has a comment that I'd love to pop up. Larry says, I believe the main step for you is to be found or find a contact is to keep your social media profile, professional or not, clear and complete enough. Interesting that today I had a meeting with people from Mumbai, India, and they found me and we have already taken the first step towards a very interesting partnership. India and Brazil separated by continents that disappear when we find common interests. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. And so obviously tying that into our conversation, Larry, make sure you're getting your CRM bulked up with all of your contacts and your network. And again, you can segment your contacts based on geography um, or- And recency. You can say, you know, one thing that I do is like, gee, I haven't heard from you in a year and my bad, I haven't been in touch with you in a year. Just thought Mm -hmm. I'd say hi. I do that an awful lot with my CRM and LinkedIn as well. Um, and I, and then, you know, there's times when, um, it might be somebody who I know, I, I just, I keep a list, you popped into my mind. I, I, I can't, I have a list on my phone that I just, you know, I can, you know, this person popped into my mind, that person popped into my mind. And I just kind of do a, you know, you popped into my mind when I was driving somewhere, or I remembered our conversation, or I was in the grocery store and you recommended this food, you know, how are you? I think those things are so valuable versus waiting until you need something. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of like, I haven't been in touch and sorry, I now need, you know, a job, which is the most frequent thing, or, you know, I now need, you know, a mover or something, you know, but, you know, clear out of the blue, you're such, I mean, I, you know, you're such a go-to person. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I, I consult around that. I get paid around that. It's not a hobby for me. I mean, it's, I, you know, so I think it's important to respect what people do also for work. I shared with somebody the other day, they wanted to, you know, get involved in something. And I said, well, if that's what you do professionally, put together a proposal, not just, you know, fire off a complaint letter. (laughs) That's so interesting. That has happened to me before, Diane. You mentioned always making a list in your phone of people that pop into your mind so that it is it is at the forefront of your mind to connect or say something because that has happened to me before where I've thought of somebody and I didn't say something and then sure enough you know I ran into them a week later and and it isn't it true people always say oh I was just thinking about you it's like that that phrase is so cliche and especially in business if you think about somebody, there's almost, I believe, in the power of the world, the universe. That's a great tip. Make a note in your phone, start a list. And then when you're hopefully not driving, right, or you're not busy in the middle of something, you can at least fire off an email or a text or however you prefer to communicate with that person because 
the universe will have a funny way of connecting you with that person a week later or a month later, and maybe you will need their help. So that's a great way to stay on top of it. Yeah. I mean, I would say I would encourage people to go to their CRM and do a random hello, maybe do three a week. And then if that's productive, you know, one a day, and if that's productive, two a day, you know, but it's, if you're not visible, you are out of mind for many people. And that's really too bad. Well, Larry shared a great story about how he connected with uh, some people in Mumbai, India. So we're so happy for you, Larry. And by the way, Larry has been watching many of our Engage weekly shows. So we are now referring to some of our return, uh, repeat show watching offenders as original engagers. So Larry, you thank go. you so much for your support. Well, let's talk now a little bit about the Engage platform, because you and I had a chance to walk through that about a week ago, and I showed you some of the tools that are offered on the platform, one of which is a CRM. And we started talking a little bit about automation and automated email campaigns. How can, which Engage gives you the opportunity to put into place. How can a CRM help somebody create automated campaigns or personalized marketing campaigns? Uh, well, there's the technology side about it, but then there's the content side of it. So I'm going to focus on the content and you guys can own your part of the technology right. part. I think the important thing to do is have it be very authentic and have it be not sales have it be share information. So I did a series on um, how to write better emails at one point. And so it was a five part series and that can easily be something that somebody can do. So think about something that somebody asks you a lot. Do they ask you, you know, how to take good pictures? Do they ask you, um, you know, um, how to do partnerships across cultures the way that Larry is working on now between India and Brazil. Um, you know, do they ask you um, how to be prepared for a LinkedIn Live? You know, what is something that someone asks you a lot? And that is something that you can then create as a automated series and then invite people to share it. And um, I think it's good to have it be a little short and sweet. So it's not like, wow, I'm really stuck with this for a long time. It shouldn't be spammy. Here's all kinds of links. But I think it can be very thoughtful and um, easy to begin to get people to think about you as a go-to person for that product or service um, that you have because you're sharing expertise first, and then you're showing why it should be you they buy that expertise from. It's unlikely you're the only one. You know, you're not the only CRM. You're not, I'm not the only speaker. There's many of us around, but mm -hmm. there is a, a rapport that people feel with me or engage or, you know, other programs that I think is useful. And I think for us, coming from the creator of the platform Engage, we give our subscribers the opportunity to utilize playbooks and different automated, you know, I don't want to throw any brands out there, but different automated email campaign um, networks, if you will, so that when you go in and you segment your CRM in a certain way, I always like to talk about maybe your first customer. Say you have a startup, right? and you get your first batch of sales. 
instead of just a thank you note at the time saying, and I don't even know if companies would do this, but it's a great idea. Instead of just a thank you note for, hey, thank you for being one of my first customers, in your CRM, you should have a note that this was one of your first customers so that every year on the anniversary or the next time a big product is rolled out that you've created or you're putting out there, maybe those are the first people that you market to, right? How special would you be if you bought a pair of socks from a company, you were their third customer, right? The first week they went into business and then every year on the anniversary, they send you a free pair of socks because they're just so appreciative that you got the ball rolling. So saving information in your CRM that goes beyond just the name, the contact, the industry, the location, but those details, and then using some of the automated tools for your email campaigns and how you email your customers can really help to build loyalty and trust, which I think is so incredibly important. Absolutely, indeed. So for a while, I did a happy LinkedIn anniversary. And I oh. sent an email out to people on the anniversary of our LinkedIn because LinkedIn lets you know the date you, you know, you connect. And I ne was never able to automate it particularly. So um, I just kind of gave it up. But it was it was fun to do. I only heard from maybe one or two people that they said thanks who knew LinkedIn had, an, you know, a, a, I mean, it made sense that you had that data. But that is something that you can do. I'm a little bit cautious about doing the creepy things like kids' birthdays or your anniversaries or, you know, things like that. I think it's more important to keep it professional. But you can also, if you know somebody has a big hobby, let's say their hobby is, you know, I'm not a big fan of horse racing, but last weekend was the Belmont Stakes. And I only know that because somebody was all excited about it. So you know, it may be their hobby, but it may not be mine. So I could, you know, maybe the week before you just said, you know, I hope your horse wins. And then you cue that up for next year, you know, in early June. And, you know, I hope your horse wins that those are not complicated, but they do take time. So I think it's also important to think about how you want this laid out in the beginning. If there's one mistake I've made, it's been doing too much on my own and patching it instead of having it be, um, you know, where I really gave it some thought in the beginning. And I think in some cases, in the beginning, you don't know what you're looking for. Right. So you got to right. be kind to yourself. Right. Well, let's talk then, too, about a CRM and how you can use different analytics and different tools for planning, uh, maybe for sales forecasting. I know that you do a lot of networking, speaking uh, really globally. So I know that you don't have a specific product you're selling except maybe yourself. Um, but how can we use a CRM to help with really organizing and using analytics? Well, the reality to that, the answer to that one is you can do a lot. Do I do it is not a good answer. But yes, you can yeah. do a lot. And I would encourage people to do a lot. I'm, I'm actually stepping back over the summer and looking at that. I'm looking at my workflows. I'm looking at my systems because I don't think that they are clean. So for me, and, it, and the real answer will be I need to do a whole lot more outreach to find people who might be interested because it's been COVID. I haven't been reaching out to people as much i didn't feel it was thoughtful in the beginning of covid and i i think now there's a time when people are kind of getting back into the quote you know business of work etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think that one thing that you can do is you can begin to think about what is your business sales flow and 
then you have that analytic. Is, is your selling cycle short or is it long? If it's short, you know, is it two days? Is it one day? Someone comes in, it's blazing hot in Boston today. Boy, we need to be stocked, stocked up with water. So we want to go into our system and be sure in our supply chain. And, you know, we have our contacts for people in case we want to have more water delivered. Versus somebody who has, you know, they sell a, 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 a airplanes and they take five years to build. And so then you've got to meet with, you know, somebody who's going to authorize that kind of a purchase. Those are going to be very, very long cycles. So you want to understand, first of all, who you are with either past data or current data or ones you're just going to have to guess. And then after that, you want to then come into, you know, so if, if you know, a bottle of water is a dollar, how many bottles do we need to sell to cover our costs, to pay the clerk, to pay the delivery person, to pay security cameras and all that sort of stuff. And then you begin to understand, you know, the, the metrics of your business. So a CRM isn't just the contact management. It's the it's the actual, you know, brains of is your business functioning or not with those analytics. And that is something that I think is really very powerful and important. Let's talk a little bit about selecting a CRM, because that is something that you really have. I don't know. We talked a little bit about the biggest question that you get asked, and I was actually looking for it. Can you, do you remember specifically how you worded it when you emailed it to me or no? Match.com for CRMs? No, you had asked me a, uh, no, you had, shoot, I'll, I'll find it while we're, while we're having our talk, but okay. you're really good about talking about how to find, because you said you've kissed, you've kissed a million CRM frogs as you shared. So let me actually pop up our slide and, and go over some of the things that we can dive into when it comes to selecting a CRM. So one of the first things that any company, big, small, you know, doesn't matter geography-wise or, you know, what industry you're in, it's cost, it's the ease of installation and integration with other tools. So why don't we talk about that first? And then we can get into, you know, using it and the scalability, importing and storing contacts ability to segment, and also availability of contact activity timelines, reports, and analytics. So let's talk a little bit about the idea of cost of installation and integrating a CRM with other networks. What advice can you give or what experiences have you had in your search for the, the CRM Prince Charming? Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, back 20 years ago, I used Salesforce. And then very quickly, it became clear that they weren't interested in small businesses. They wanted enterprise. They wanted big corporations where they were going to sell, you know, thousands of seats at a time, not ones and twos. So, you know, at that point, I, I made some switches and then I made another switch and that sort of stuff. I think you need to have a real thought about what do you need, one and is is your CRM accessible on your phone? Is there an app for that? Um, because I call often from my CRM through the phone, and then it logs the call and that sort of stuff. So you want to find out is all of that possible? Then you want to find out does it have its own email marketing tool, or um, is it integrated to one that you like? Um, does it have any financial connections? Um, you know, does it? do invoicing, not invoicing. 
And I think that there's a lot right now that are out there that are hybrids that are doing a little bit of everything and you want to take a look and see what it is. One thing that you do want to do for all CRMs is be sure your information is exportable because um, you don't want something locked down. So for example, Meetup, I have, I've had some Meetup groups. I have one Meetup group for ex-Midwesterners of Boston. Meetup doesn't let you export the contacts. Mm. They own it. So if I walk away from Meetup, they'll take that to somebody else. They'll sell it to somebody else. I've worked really hard. And I think that's one of Meetup's biggest mistakes that they've done. And I, I, I call them out on it because it's, I don't think it's ethical that they take that information that it's theirs, that they assume that they own all of those in relationships. And then you have to buy a subscription every year in order to protect your contacts. So you want to be careful that you're not in that situation of a meetup because it's not a good thing. You want to, I mean, and it doesn't mean you dislike it. In some cases, people might have one CRM professionally and another CRM for their family and, you know, the dentists and the soccer coaches and all of the rest of it. Um, so you want something that makes you feel welcome, that makes you feel like it's easy to find what you need to find. Are you looking to, I mean, does it, is, do the keywords, if you put in dentist, does the dentist come up or do you have to remember the dentist's name? Is there a tag for that, you know, or what is it? And, um, you know, I'm sure you guys have videos for best practices on some of the ways to set that up. Absolutely. And I found, I, I know now what I was referring to before, it was the most common question you get is how to keep track of all your contacts, right? That's the second most frequent question you get asked. The first one is, how do you get rid of somebody at a cocktail party? Right. <laughs> I just couldn't remember. It made me laugh when I read that, but it made me also think, of how you can use your CRM to segment because you may, as we were talking about at the top of the show, for those of you just tuning in, Diane actually was told by a woman like not to tag her and things. So your CRM can also just help you segment your contacts in terms of maybe who you don't want to spend your time um, marketing to, or obviously spend your marketing dollars on because there's someone you would want to get rid of at a cocktail exactly. party. <laughs> um, Achochi, one of our original engagers, just joined the show and says, greetings from Nigeria. Welcome back, Achochi. We've got Diane Darling here, and she's talking to us about not only the importance of a CRM versus an old-fashioned Rolodex or an Excel sheet uh, to manage your contacts, but we're also talking about some of the things to look for when you're choosing a CRM. So, um, we talked a little bit there about costs. I love that Engage is free forever. And one of the questions that we often get at our company, and it's a question you had yourself, is, well, wait a minute. If your platform and your tools are free forever, how do you make money? You know, is there some sort of bait and switch that's going to happen here? And I like that you asked me that, Diane, because it's a great, it's a great system, I think, and a business model that we have because our software is free forever. You can log on, subscribe to Engage, have access to all of these tools, one of which is a CRM. And uh, we can get into all the tools another time, definitely worth exploring after the show, but we make our money from other optional services, like maybe you have a website and you need some videos for your website. 
Engage has your back. We have a whole media team. We can create media for you. Maybe you have a chat box installed on your website and you would like an agent to manage your chat box after hours when you're in bed sleeping, right? Because you want somebody there 24-7. We can, ha- we can have agents do that for you. Or maybe like our show with uh, Diane today, you want to host your own live stream because we all know the power of video right now is off the charts in terms of engagement and in terms of new business and and creating business relationships, we have a program called Engage Live that you can actually employ to help produce your live streams. So one important thing I think about Engage is that we are free forever. It's not a bait and switch. And Diane, you mentioned that one of the big things that people want to know is, is there a mobile app, right, that is tied to a specific CRM? Because ultimately, that's where we are spending most of our time is on our mobile phone. So happy to say that Engage has their mobile app coming in just about a month. So that's incredible and really important in terms of, again, keeping up with this digital transformation that we're all going through. Um, one thing that I think you brought up that I just want to kind of touch on a little bit is is how I think now the time might be right for a lot of people to try something new. You mentioned how you felt a little uncomfortable at the beginning of the pandemic reaching out, right? Because you try to be respectful of what people were going through. Well, now that we're all hopefully on the upswing of, of what we've gone through, it is time, I think, for people to try new things. So if you aren't using a CRM, This is a great time to explore your options, check out Engage, or if you want to shop around and see what else is out there, now's the time to put the time in and see what works best for you because people are starting to pivot, change, and adapt, especially to this new world where a lot of our connections are happening still remotely. Am I right? Yeah. And I think our connections are going to be happening remotely for a while. I think even if, even if when we go back into in-person we are going to have a hybrid relationship for the rest. I think one person, there's a platform for conferences that I use on occasions. And the gentleman who started it, he started it pre-COVID and he started it because he was immune compromised. And so he couldn't go to conferences because of his respiratory illness. So because a lot of con- convention centers are not exactly the healthiest places to be. And so what he needed to do was to be sure that he he had a platform for this. And so he, he launched it pre COVID and um, you know, a bunch of people were, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, maybe at some point I'll do something virtually. Well then bam, he now I think has 400 employees. Wow. Yeah. So I think now that that genie is out of the bottle, it's not going to go back. So one of the things that I encourage people to do when you're in zooms or things like this is, have a piece of paper where you can write down people's names and say, hey, I'd really want to you know, stay in touch with you and follow up. Um, I ask when people connect with me on LinkedIn after being on videos and events that they say that say the name of the event because it's I just don't have the memory to remember that, you know, this is where I met them, where when I get, you know, kind of random. I mean, I have a lot of random invitations. And so it's just nice when someone says something thoughtful about that. Well, speaking of connecting and connecting after a video event, I know that you have to go. So let's share with our audience how they can connect with you. And we'll share Diane Darling's LinkedIn link. You can screenshot that right now and then follow up after the show. And as you just heard Diane say, 
The power is in the message that you leave when you're going to connect. Don't just connect without saying how you saw somebody, how you connected, what you're interested in. In this situation, leave her a note saying you saw her on the Engage digital marketing show so that she knows. And then right away, she's going to accept that invitation knowing that what you said or what she said was interesting to you or that you'd like to connect further. So connect with Diane there. And then I am really excited you're sharing this today with our audience. Diane wants to give you a version of her book, which is called The Networking Survival Guide. And she's done it very easily by sharing a QR code. So I'll pop that up. If you're watching, screenshot that. If you're listening via podcast, go to Diane's LinkedIn page and connect with her, letting her know that you'd love the QR code sent over. Before I pop the QR code onto the screen, though, Diane, tell us what we're going to find in the Networking Survival Guide, which now is available in nine languages. So what will we find in that book? I think what you're going to find is very practical, actionable information. You know, we have the big theory of, you know, yes, you need to know network. I think most people know that, you know, yes, we have fears. Yes, we have all that sort of stuff. And I address all that, but I also really get into some practical act, you know, real clean, actionable ways that can people can then just, you know, do it. Great. By the way, Ochochi says, I will connect with you, Diane, on LinkedIn. Ochochi is studying business and marketing. He is very much an entrepreneurial spirit, and we have been so excited to have him join us for our shows. Ochochi and, and everybody watching, go ahead and take a picture, screenshot this for now, actually. And then when we end the show in just about two minutes, you can go ahead, screenshot that, take a picture of it, and then you will have access to Diane's book. Now, if you're watching this on a laptop, you can also just take your cell phone now and screenshot that right from the screen and go ahead and pick up a copy of Diane's book. Everybody got that? Awesome. Diane, I know you have to go. Do I have you for two more minutes or do you have to pop off right this second? I got to go. I'm sorry. Okay. It's no problem. It's just time for me to share our engaged digital marketing news of the week. So you go. You can go at it. I'll go at that. Do your best. All about the power of video and how video is such an important tool in today's digital marketing era. Diane, thank you so much for your time. We'll connect afterwards. I'll learn it then. Absolutely. Have a great day. Everybody say thank you to Diane. She literally had to go. When I said she was booked literally back to back to back today, I wasn't kidding. So thank you so much, Diane, for joining us on today's show. Now, don't forget, it is now time for our digital marketing news of the week. Every single week, we share a piece of news, a tip, or a trend in digital marketing. And today, that trend is on the topic of live streaming video. We have a program here at Engage that will help you if you're interested in starting your own live stream show. But here are some interesting facts and insights from LinkedIn regarding the importance of video being the fastest growing trend in digital marketing today. So to illustrate this fact, listen to this statistic. Live streaming on LinkedIn Live has grown in popularity 158%, 158% from the first to the third quarter of last year. In just nine months, 158%. LinkedIn has also noted that engagement on live videos is exponentially higher than posts with pre-recorded videos. In fact, live videos average seven times more reactions 
and 24 times more comments. Proof is in the pudding today. We get a ton of comments every time we go live on LinkedIn Live with our biweekly show. Now, surprisingly, as Michael Stelzner, host of one of the popular social media marketing podcasts, noticed a mere 3% of marketers are currently using live stream as a function on LinkedIn. So what does that say? Huge trend, but only a few people are doing it. So there's lots of room for you to get in and start your own live stream. There's a huge audience for that. So the message is, is clear. If you're not live streaming, you should definitely move the needle in 2021 and beyond. So if you don't have a strategy for live streaming, or you're just not exactly sure how to do it, we have a program that can help you with that. So go to engage.com at the end of the show or engagelive.com. We can give you more information on our Engage Live program. And we have the ability to, to help you with your live stream in one of two ways. We can do it all for you, meaning we can help produce your show, create the visuals for your show, actually host your show, and do all the work behind the scenes to make it happen. And you can have your own weekly weekly live stream, all produced by Engage. Or if you just need help getting your show off the ground, and maybe you just want somebody to walk you through the first time and show you how, we can do it that way too, and just show you how to get your live stream up and in motion. Because that's what it's all about, digital marketing in 2021 and beyond. If you're just tuning in and you missed today's show or have colleagues that would benefit from all of Diane Darling's information, don't forget to visit our Engage LinkedIn page. Engage LinkedIn is where you can follow us to find out about future shows, dates, and times. And you can also share the links from our show with your colleagues. All right. Now, I also would love for you to email me at marissa.m at engage.com if you have any topic suggestions or if you'd like more information about Engage. You can definitely Follow me at LinkedIn backslash host Marissa Morgan or email me marissa.m at engage.com. Please join me this Thursday, June 10th at 11 a.m. Eastern. Our next show will feature a guest by the name of Rachel Wilson Thibodeau, and she'll be sharing with you why video is a must for business growth in 2021 and beyond. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show, everybody. I really hope you found Diane Darling's insights and thoughts and everything she had to share with us on the CRM, very resourceful for you and helpful. And don't forget to go to engage.com today after today's show and check out our CRM, which is free forever, plus 25 more marketing sales and support tools to help you grow and scale in 2021 and beyond. Everybody, that's all for now. Thanks again for watching. I'll see you same time, same place on Thursday.